Clay, welcome to our new beginnings. 75 oh boy. billion light years or whatever it is from Earth. We're going to be starting Star Trek Voyager because we just finished Star Trek Enterprise in our hodgepodge plan of jumping around. This is the one that we've ended up on now. So here we are with a female captain, the a, little, a little tiny ship. Sisyphusian. The Sisyphusian task of covering <laughs> all of Star Trek. <laughs> right when you get to the end, it brings you all the way right back down at the bottom and here we are. Right smack in the middle, probably. Although I, I did a uh, revisit of, um, I guess, the episode that came out before this one that's going to come out is I did a guest with uh, Todd from Computer Resume, and we did Army and Bashir. And as I was reading through the little mm-hmm. thing that I always read through, I was struck by how most, almost exactly in the middle of Star Trek that episode is. Out of like the 900 episodes, it's like 4, 440 or something like that. It was interesting. Right to be right in the middle. This is a little bit post-middle, I guess, as we enter our middle age. So let's get into it. If you haven't heard time, the podcast. Time well spent. If you haven't heard the podcast before, this is the Penske Podcast, which is a strangely named Star Trek podcast where we are doing a critical story analysis of all the Star Trek stuff that's been out there. So we've done a whole bunch of this point, TOS, TNG, DS9, Enterprise, all the movies, and now we're up to Voyager. So here we are. I say this just because I think the people might be um, searching for a new Star Trek podcast. Maybe they they love Voyager. This is our introduction to Voyager episode. So hello. If you're new, hopefully you'll stick around. If you're old, welcome back. We're continuing on, as I said before, with Voyager. So here we go. Voyager is the fifth Star Trek series. Created by Rick Berman, Michael Piller, and Jerry Taylor. It ran on UPN. It was the network's first ever series. It ran for seven seasons in the U.S. of A. from 1995 to 2001. 172 episodes, seven seasons. We're going to be opening up with a 15-episode first season with the pilot, Caretaker, is what we're going to get to next episode after this. But this is our introduction. The whole reason that we're doing this is because we made it on Patreon, made a goal, and Patreon supporters, if you want to support the show at patreon.com slash thepenskeval, you go there, a couple dollars a month, and then they enabled that we're going to do every single episode of Star Trek Voyager and that's the rule, Clay. The catch to keep them hooked, Clay, is if we drop below 900, yeah. we're only going to be doing eight episodes Ooh. per season. Okay? Oh, threats and blackmail and hold, extortion. Hold me to this. <clears throat> if all, we drop below. All traits inherent to Star Trek. <laughs> My black heart shining through. If we drop below for the month, when it, start, when it calculates its thing at the start of the month, if we're below 900... Wherever we are, we're just going to do eight episodes that season. If we've already done eight, we're going to skip to the next season. So you might lose some of your favorite episodes if this Ooh. thing goes off the board, right? That's, oh boy, th- that's, the rules. that's a real <laughs> that's a real trolley trolley problem there. I think. Make sure the expiration dates on your credit cards are up to date. Make sure that your bank finances yeah. are in uh, tip top shape. If you love Voyager, if you don't care about Voyager, who cares what I say? Who cares about Patreon? But patreon.com slash the is the best way to support the show, and it ensures that we cover all 172 episodes of this show. So, before we get into it, Clay, the final bit of housekeeping I have to say. Mm-hmm is that as this releases, the Voyager show, because we're past 900 on Patreon, is going to go to the podcast feed, so everyone will get that. All the Voyager episodes are going to be out on the main podcast feed at thepenskypodcast.com, the main podcast feed that you've been getting all the other stuff. As we do this concurrently, Picard Season 2 is coming out. Picard Season 2 we are going to cover, but it's going to be on Patreon. 
which is another reason for you to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lipensky file. If you support the show there, you're going to get a episode a day or two after the new Picard episodes air only on Patreon. Maybe the podcast show will get a little bit of a tease. The podcast feed will get like a five minute tease of each episode, but the main show is at Patreon. So Voyager on the main feed, every single episode, Picard season two, only on patreon.com slash Lipensky file. That's it. Is that clear? I will say, I think it is. I think it's very clear. I will say we picked the uh, best time to start Voyager now that Voyager is behind its own paywall That's on, right. uh, on Paramount+. Plus. P+. It is now <laughs> incredibly, difficult, incredible, incredibly difficult to actually watch the show, <laughs> which uh, I'm sure will ma- make it great for all of our listeners who uh, are looking forward to watching along with us. Well, if you were on the Discord, you would have realized that I think Nick posted that link to Voodoo a couple months ago, you could get the whole series for 40 bucks on Vudu, which is a pretty good deal. Oh, but yeah, okay. now you have to go to Paramount Plus if you don't have that. But we'll be watching it on Vudu. Uh, the only thing I want to say about Paramount Plus is I realized that its tagline is peak television, which is a great tagline for Paramount Plus because they have a little mountains as their emblem. That's good. It's extremely yes, good. Very good. Almost makes me feel like it's worth subscribing, even though the rest of their content is shit. So anyway, let's move on to Voyager. <laughs> Talked about Patreon. We talked about Voyager. We talked about Picard. So now we're going to talk about Star Trek Voyager, which we're going to cover every single episode on our one to five scale. We rate every single episode, if you're unfamiliar, one to five, five being the greatest episodes and one being the worst. And we're going to do that all the way through. If there are two parters in a single season that are called part one and part two, we cover those as a single episode. So we'll have a little bit less than 172 podcasts by the time we're done. But anyway, Clay. What's your cultural understanding mm. of Voyager? How familiar are you with this show in general? Um, Voyager came out in an interesting time in my Star Trek history because I was pretty young still, and I had gotten into Star Trek via the movies. I was not a huge TOS fan when I was a kid, but I was a big fan of the TOS movies. And uh, that sort of parlayed into a a like of TNG, but it wasn't something that I was watching every day or every week or whatever. Um, But I would watch it and I did enjoy it and I became familiar with it. And so when Voyager started, I was like, okay, this is going to be the show that I start. I'm going to, this is I'm, I love Star Trek, I guess. Um, I love the I'm going to watch uh, <laughs> the TV show is fine. I'm going to watch yeah. this show from the beginning and I think I I honestly don't know how many I watched. Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> maybe the first season. I don't even I honestly can't even remember. It was one of those things where I was like really interested when it started. Great. I thought the concept was really cool. Um but after that I just don't think it really hooked me yeah. very well. And um, I wasn't watching DS9 at the time, so this is probably around the time where I kind of moved away from Star Trek uh, fairly con- uh, uh, consistently. I don't yeah. know if that's the right word, but <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think I I wasn't watching Voyager. I would come back for the movies, uh, or at least the first first one i guess i didn't see nemesis or uh insurrection in the theaters yeah i think first contact was really the last the last one that i saw as it was coming out yeah um 
And so, yeah, this was kind of my last entry into uh, Star Trek TV, and it didn't really last very long. In a real-time sense, yeah, but now we've come back to it. But, yeah, Voyager is um, Voyager was designed as a way to fix DS9, interestingly. Like, I think that that's one of the more interesting things about its conception. Well, there's your that, first problem. Yeah, is, is that they, they had a great series, but the, you know, the the executive idea behind it was that this station is not really Star Trek. You have to have a ship that's going places, and that's what makes it Star Trek. So um, sure. DS9 was never extremely popular, but Voyager, with the launch of UPN and everything like that, had a lot of uh, hoopla behind its, its launch. It was going to be a brand-new Star Trek show, a female captain. It's got a brand-new kind of ship. They're going to be gone. There's, they're in a part of the galaxy where no aliens that we could possibly know are going to be out there. We'll fix that eventually, but we'll get to that when we get to those episodes. Um, and so there, there was this excitement. It's for, not working anymore, guys. They don't, nobody likes the new ones. We got to go back. We got to go back to the drawing board. We, we, uh, the, we're, we're near the Borg, right? We'll just bring. Let's bring the Borg. Everybody loves the Borg. Borg. We'll Borg it up at a certain point. In Does the Q show. in this show? Q seems to be a perfect pull for this show. Yes, he he's recurring yeah. in this one too. Not like DS Nine or one oh, episode. He's recurring right. in this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's what we're going to put a lady, Michael, Michael, Rick Berman, co-creator of the show. <laughs> we're going to put a lady in the captain's chair. People are going to love it because, oh my God, her suit's going to be so low cut. It's going to be so low cut. And she's going to have that hair down around her shoulders and the boys will come running and the girls too. I'm not, I'm not saying the girls won't like it, but the boys <laughs> are going to come running to this show. We're going to have finally a sex symbol in the, in the seat. <laughs> the yeah sure rick whatever whatever you want yeah we can do that no problem <laughs> keep cutting the checks rick the uh a lot of there's going to be a lot of um basic instinct inspired shots of janeway in the chair in the first season they will eventually get beyond this as <laughs> they she will she will put on some underwear nice beaver just had it stuffed um <laughs> so voyager perfect, is perfect movie Voyager is, well, let me break down the, the critical consensus here. LA Times ranked all the shows in the movies, and Voyager came in sixth place. Vulture rated all the live action shows before Discovery came out, and it came fourth out of five mm-hmm. in that list. The Nerdist in Movie five Phone. Five being Enterprise? What's that? Five would have been Enterprise. Five being Enterprise? Yeah. yeah. Move, oh, I can't wait to hear what Movie, movie Phone, Phone has and to Nerdist. Say about it. Both said it was the fifth best Star Trek show of all time. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 77%. Metacritic gives it a 66 out of 100 on Metacritic. That's where Voyager ended up. Um, my my thing about Voyager is I, I'll i be interested to, to know if I knew more about DS9 or Voyager going in. I think I knew more about DS9 than Voyager. I know the big episodes mm-hmm. of Voyager, but I don't know a lot of the middling ones that like are not sort of the year of hell uh equinox like the big epic voyager episodes that people all know i'll be Mm -hmm. interested to see how i feel about it because it's extremely divisive as to what what people like like i think voyager is a love it or hate it show really like i I think that some people Mm -hmm. really like Mm -hmm. voyager and it might be their first star trek and they find a kind of comfort into it and other people so that would be Sean Murphy in the first group. The other group are people who <laughs> don't like Voyager and think it's a colossal waste of an idea 
uh, going down the line. I'll be interested to see if I like Enterprise or Voyager more. I think I'm inclined to believe that I'll probably like Voyager more than Enterprise when all is said and done because we're just coming off Enterprise and I did not mm. like that series at all. I think Voyager is going to feel more like the Trek that we're familiar with and kind of like of TNG, but at a, a lesser level than mm-hmm. those shows that we've seen so far. That's my that's my understanding of what Voyager yeah. is going to be. It's so It's going to be so interesting for me. Because, as I've said previously, one of the things that draws me into Star Trek is the Star Trek stuff, like the visuals, the uniforms, the the Delta badge, um, <clears throat> the trappings that come along with the concept, which Enterprise didn't really have a lot yeah. of those. I yeah. mean, they kind of get to some of them, but it's, yeah. Um, and Voyager is kind of like a... a riding the coattails of both TNG and DS9 at this point as far as that stuff goes. Yep. And um they wear DS9 uniforms I am interested. in the first season. <clears throat> they're me. they're cut like DS9. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh excuse me, those are Star Trek Generations. Oh, sure. Uniforms. <laughs> Although I guess no. Do, are, did they first show up in Generations or Deep Space 9? I can't remember. Uh DS9 early seasons, right? Before DS9 got the great vest jacket look in their yeah, later seasons it's right the uniforms right before that period right i just i can't remember if if those started in ds9 or if they started in generations because i remember in generations they do that thing where people start slowly shifting into those costumes i, I think it's so it starts with the yeah i think it's generations had to borrow the costumes from the ds9 production for oh that, that's right yeah yeah, because Frakes had to wear one that like didn't fit him and <laughs> it gave him a back him. problem or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see if this skates by a little bit more for me based on the Star Trekiness of it all than Enterprise did. Yeah. Enterprise, I think there's a bigger buy-in um, for that show if you are not uh, someone who is wholly committed to, to, to learning the, the history of the Starfleet and Federation <laughs> and the brand. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, but, like, for instance, between between Voyager and Enterprise, um, before, I, before we watched Enterprise, I could not have named a single member of the cast, I don't, like, character-wise, of yes. the crew. Um, but, like, we haven't watched any Voyager. I have not watched Voyager in, I don't know, 20 years yeah uh i haven't like seen any since we started podcasting the poster since, yeah yeah definitely um looking at the poster i can name most of i think almost everybody on this poster in imdb you've got janeway yeah tom paris uh tuvok i don't remember the doctor's name uh it's just doctor. Nine, just Neelix, doctor just doctor okay all right uh chakotay uh, and I can't remember the other. Th- I don't know who the. I can't remember the other two. And then there's a woman on there who I don't recognize. But so there's the Black Vulcan. Did you get his name? Yep, Tuvok. Tuvok. Yep. There is. Right? Is yep. there a short-haired woman on that poster? Short-haired. There's no woman. seven on that picture, right? Uh, there's no seven of nine. There's another. There is Se- seven of nine is in the middle. Oh, okay. Um. There's another short-haired woman next to her who I don't recognize. Okay. That's probably Kess, who's in the early seasons, and she's replaced by Seven of Nine okay. in season four. Ah, I see. And then who's okay. left? The Asian guy? Of course, of course she is. <clears throat> yes. I, um, I don't, I don't <laughs> remember the, the Asian guy's name. Who's the short-haired lesbian? I don't remember <laughs> the... 
guys after the first Michael, Michael, Rick Berman, co-creator of the show. Uh, I can find at least one problem with the first season of this show. <laughs> a lack of uh, the, yeah, the, the Asian guy. Did, did you name the Asian, the Asian guy? The Asian guy and the uh, Klingon lady woman. I can't remember her name. Belana Torres is the Klingon half-breed Klingon Belana. woman. And Harry Kim is the ensign, the Asian Harry ensign. Kim. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So I knew it was one of the, a name like that. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. So that's it. It's Janeway Chakotay, Chakotay, Tuvok, Tom Paris, Belana Torres, Harry Kim, the Doctor or EMH, and then Neelix and Kess are the cast of the first three seasons of this show. Um, interestingly, I was reading all the things that are like Voyager is the uh, the Star Trek that broke the gender sex barrier. And I was like, oh, is that true? And I looked, there's only three women, and one of them gets replaced by another woman in the fourth season. So it's not like there's an overwhelming amount of females in the show. So I thought that was an interesting thing to say. But it is the first female captain in Janeway. And we'll see how we feel about Janeway at that point. But um, it's, it's, it's impossible to say like what this meant for people back 25, 30 years ago when there was a female mm-hmm. captain come along. Um, I don't care. I, at this did point, you happen but, to watch the that promo video? Yes, you you shared a trailer. You, uh, yeah. like, it's it kind of really um shows the difference between how that stuff is handled now versus then, because now there's like an entire advertising campaign about the fact that Michael Burnham is the first female lead of whatever and even though that's not true with short um, hair and then this they one just, yeah just narrow it down until you find a first for something um and in, and in this one in that promo video they they talk about the first female starfleet captain and they cut to kate mulgrew and she's like eh, woman captain about time that's pretty cool that's about all they say <laughs> that's, and that's, they move on to the next thing <clears throat> glad i got the job gents i'll see you on the other side <laughs> that was a pretty terrible trailer i thought Honestly, that video yeah. they shared with me, um, it really plays up the action aspect quite a bit. It's like this show is firefights and fist fighting and sex. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Have you ever gotten lost on the highway with your family? <laughs> this show is the same, but in space. Really cheesy, really terrible production values. And it didn't get me particularly excited for anything about Voyager, but it was interesting to see that. And it was funny. Um, the illustrious tradition of Captain Kirk and Jean-Luc Picard comes a new breed of commanding officer. And it's just, it's Janeway. And w- that section, I, there's a certain level. Somebody else pointed out on our coverage of uh, the finale of Enterprise mm-hmm. that in the f- in the final... Um, you know, uh, space the final frontier bit where they go through all the different voices. They just they they leave out. DS Nine is nowhere to be found in no. this like celebration of the Star Trek brand. Yeah, and in this trailer <clears throat> for Voyager, they say in the illustrious in the illustrious tradition of Captain Kirk and Jean Luc Picard comes you know Captain yep. Janeway, and the shot they use of Picard is an over the shoulder shot over. Cisco's shoulder from the pilot episode of Deep Space yeah. Nine. When, when, when so Cisco gets mad at him. Have, <laughs> yeah, the ball, the balls to take the John Luke shot from an episode of Deep Space Nine is, I mean, that sells it all, I guess. Yeah. I was an intern who threw that thing together, I think, over the weekend, un- unpaid. <laughs> and that's what they ended up with. Yeah. What's yeah. Janeway? Do you know anything about the characters besides their names? Semi-familiar with them? Um... 
Like what's uh uh what's no no okay I was gonna say like I was gonna trying to pick like what's uh you know Tuvok's the Vulcan and stuff like that I guess do you know why the Doctor is called the Doctor and nothing else I know that the Doctor is not is a hologram I okay. know that okay yeah um because I re- I remember that from the the first episode and I also remember it from First Contact where mm. he shows up oh that's right yeah he's in First um, Contact. I know Seven of Nine is a former Borg. Yep. Uh, that's about it. I don't know anything else about. I know. I know Neelix looks like he was a bad idea. <laughs> you might be right about that. So, what's uh, special aside, about Chicote, Tom Paris, Bolana Torres? Uh, well, Bolana, I know, is uh, half human, half Klingon. Yes. What is the group? Uh, what, what unites Tom those Paris, three? Uh, they're in a ska band together. They're Maquis members at the start of the series. So oh, that interesting. Is, okay. That is the the not to spoil the uh, the pilot, but the 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 point of this series is that before Voyager gets sent off a million miles away from home, and it's going to take seventy five years, they get sent with a Maquis crew, and they have to join mm-hmm. forces to get back. So there's a tension between the Starfleet officers and the rebel Maquis who are fighting against everything that the Federation stands for. And that's what those characters are. That's fun. It is. It's a good concept. They, they wanted to have, they couldn't just, they want, Pillar was very specific that he didn't just want to retread TNG. He thought there had to be a new part of space and there had to be some kind of conflict between the crew that would make this actually worth mm-hmm. being different about. And I think that they did that. One thing I will say about Pillar and all the early spinoffs of Star Trek that I, um, appreciate at this point is that they they did try to push them in different directions for each series. There was like a very concerted effort to make each show different from the other ones uh, that came before mm-hmm. it. And Voyager, I think, is a, a good idea as a way to do that. Um, put them far away. Try to get them to come home. How do you feel about new alien species at this point in Star Trek? Are you down for that? Are you like, yeah, let bring well, in more people, or do you want you want the old Romulans back? Um, I am more than happy to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to expand the universe and see some new faces. However, uh, coming off of Enterprise, kind of kind of dropped the ball a bit there. <laughs> I think with uh, with their attempt to do that in Enterprise. Would you so, say they, they did though? I did, think, did Enterprise really try to push it? that hard do you think i would have said that they stuck more to f- what we knew i feel like they started off trying to go for it you know get, sure. you got the sulaban and you get the uh the pregnancy aliens oh yeah and uh some other stuff like that and then they end up kind of they 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 pull the ripcord on that stuff fairly quickly i think um but i mean even still you still have the uh, the zindi are a big part of the show and i mean who can forget the the nazi aliens <laughs> who plays such a large role in the franchise. Um, Daniels. So, like, I, I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. You did, yeah. Daniels, human, human, but still very alien-looking in his blank face. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like the intent. It, seemed, it, it seems to be the thing that they, that they keep saying in these shows where it's like, now it's all new stuff, and then they kind of they bail yeah. fairly quickly. I'd be curious to see how quickly they bail in this show. Yeah. I'll be interested. I'll be interested in, um, it's a great, 
I love the theme of Voyager. I love the title and the concept. Like it is a little bit coincidental that the ship that gets stuck and going on a voyage is called Voyager, but I, it's one of those things that doesn't bother me mm. too much. But it, I, I like the idea of like, I, th- I think if without having watched any of this in a long time, I think that if I were to, if I were hired to rewrite and reboot a Star Trek series, I think Voyager might be the one that I would choose. It's, it's a pretty interesting sure. concept. I think DS9 did a good enough job with it. I don't care about the prequel area mm-hmm. of Enterprise. I don't like anywhere where that show which was trying to go, so I'm not really interested. TOS is fine. I don't love those characters, and I think TNG is pretty much perfect the way that it is. Like I wouldn't want to, to reboot it. But Voyager, I think, in a modern Star Trek context, I think could be really interesting if you had good producers attached to it i think the concept is really kind of neat there and it allows you to um move in a way that you're not constantly butting against canon like you could really embrace the fact that we're just not going to run into any aliens that you guys know so this is all new and we get to do whatever we want but you get to play with um it's another show that it's separate voyager being separated from the federation is what a lot of the episodes are going to like how long do your values hold out when you're no longer near the civilization that uses those values is a big part of Voyager. Like what do you cling to Mm. when you're separated from home? And I think a modern show could really do that pretty well. Not to say that Voyager didn't, but the general implication is that it's a kind of a middling Star Trek show. So take that for what it is. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of feel like the, the idea of new aliens and stuff are kind of like the, um, and you know, you know, and having new aliens and having this like clean slate in front of the show is kind of like you know the Star Trek Star Trek equivalent of young kids who are finally left home alone for the first time. Yeah, where they're like, "Oh yeah, baby, this is it. This is it. We're finally we 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 can do whatever we want." And then they end up just doing the same thing they always do after they play video games for ten minutes longer yeah. than usual. <laughs> and so, you know, so you've got like discovery which is like we've got so many new things to show you new technology that literally shouldn't exist we've got new aliens and what's that no the don't worry the enterprise shows up at the end of the first season <laughs> spock shows up and sees don't worry about it and they, they do the same thing in enterprise where it's like we got this thing it's called the temporal cold war oh my god it's such a good idea we've spent so long meticulously thinking out all the ins and outs of this plot line you're gonna love it then the oh no the, don't worry the Klingons are here the Vulcans are here the Ferengi are here yep, Borg everybody here. you love is here uh, the Cold War the Cold War goes away after about a season <laughs> uh, you know it it seems like I I do I do really like the concept of this though I think that there is a lot of room there um, but it is funny to me how it's like they push these shows into this new space literally and figuratively yeah. and they just kind of go like I I don't know what do we do. I wonder if Voyager is going to be of, uh, illuminating about why that is, really. If, if it's just the fact mm. that, like, is it a lack of confidence in what you've created or are you just not sure that what you're creating is, which is kind of the same thing, like, is it a lack of confidence in what you've created or is it just the the draw to go back to something that you already know is there that you want to expand on and see how it goes? No, we'll have to see. Star Trek Voyager. Well, you know, I mean, it's actually... It's actually kind of an interesting idea when a show like this that's so so removed from everything else for them to actually run into a familiar element. Yes. Because you know, it 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 removes that element as well as much as the the rest of the 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 crew are removed from 
usual Star Trek stuff. Yes. So you could kind of theoretically do some fun stuff, um, even with things that are relatively uh, well known. Is this all? This is a Ron Moore concept that got kind of like uh, bastardized a bit, right? The concept of Voyager. Voyager, yeah. No, I don't think so. I think it's a it's a pillar thing. Pillar and Berman. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I thought I thought the story was that Ron Moore or one of those guys, Ron Moore wanted to basically bat, Battlestar Galactica was what he envisioned Voyager to be. He he was hired briefly at the end of Voyager when DS9 ended and was sent to work on mm-hmm. Voyager. It did not get along with the production process and quit after an episode. Um, oh, okay. Him and Braga huh. had a falling out, some, I guess. I don't know why I thought... Well, he his, oh, his, his criticisms that he's had are what we are going to get into the problems that people perceive about Voyager is that it's not buying into its concepts fully enough. It's not, it's not a people are at each other's throats. There's limited supplies. How are we going to get home? Like what do you, what do you have to do in order to try to get home? What kind of principles do you have to break? Voyager isn't that kind of a Mm -hmm. show. Um, so more was frustrated with that, I think, especially after coming up with DS nine and to move into, uh, this and I think just to wrap it up, one of his criticisms was if we have Janeway do X in episode Y, why does it revert to as if X had never happened in episode Z? Like th- there's no there's not a lot sure, of continuity okay. in this show. Which it doesn't make sense seeing that the whole thing is a journey, right? So you would right, expect yeah. some kind of growth along the journey, but I'm not sure that we're gonna get that just to put that out the way. Um, yeah, you don't um, you don't get the same uh, having a, having a show like this, which is literally a if if ever there was a Star Trek show that should be serialized, it's probably this one, right? There's, which but is why I would reboot it, it. Yeah, but treating it like TNG in structure, not going to work. Not going to work. We'll see. I'm optimistic. It's a long series, but yeah, I um. I would imagine there's still some meat on the bone at Voyager before Enterprise, and they were completely burnt out and didn't know what, what they wanted to do with uh, Enterprise. I think Voyager still had some some meat there that could be used early on. So we'll see how it is. We'll see if Voyager ever gets a five from me. Enterprise never did on our scale of one to five. Um, I guess that's it. We're pretty much done. So just to recap, we're going to be doing Voyager, all the episodes, as long as the Patreon stays above that $900 goal level. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the Penske file support us there you'll get uh to ensure continuing coverage of all the voyager episodes you can leave your comments about upcoming episodes and we read those on the podcast and also you're going to get our coverage of picard at the five dollar and up level you get our coverage of picard season two every single episode will be only available on patreon that's it clay we're going to start i know we didn't get as long of a break as you were hoping for between the series but i don't know what else to do because i didn't want to I felt like we had to we had to we had to lock away Picard, I think, just to see what happens there and to mm-hmm. make it an easy enough thing to record at the same time. So we're moving a bit quickly into Voyager. You know, honestly, it, it doesn't really bother me. Okay. Um, because we had a we had a fairly decent behind the scenes break, I think, because we were so far ahead in our in our uh recording. Yeah. We were um, six episodes ahead so for it Enterprise. Do- that was a, it's yeah. like a month and a half. But, so it yeah. doesn't feel to me like we are just going right into the next thing. So. Okay. All right. That's good to hear. We'll see how this goes. 
we'll maybe have other people on or we'll do supplemental things. I think because I know that you mentioned Sean is actually interested in Voyager in some way. So I'll have to see mm-hmm. if he wants to do mm-hmm. something like that. If it's not an episode, do something supplemental to it. And then we'll go from there. Join the Discord as well if you guys are interested in talking to us about this stuff. Anything else to say about Voyager before we sign off, Clay? I think that's pretty much it. Um, first, No, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. First episode, just to warn you now, is a double-length episode. So it's uh, the hour and a half. Uh, yeah. You regret your words God. now. <laughs> Coming right back. I regret everything I just said. <laughs> that's the stock. That's the standard, I think. And it also has the, uh, the feature-length ending as well, but that's a long way away. So... Thanks, everybody, for listening. Clay, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, in addition to Star Trek Picard on our Penske File Patreon, you can also get access to the uh, horror movie podcast that I do with Amanda called The Rotten Horror Picture Show. Our Patreon content for this year is once a month we will be covering an epi- uh, in episode. We will be covering a Stephen King movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we did the entire Friday the 13th series. This year we're doing, um, I can never think of a good way to describe. I keep coming with like also ran Stephen King adaptations. Or, <laughs> Mediocre adaptations uh, that didn't make the Rotten Tomatoes best of list. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda said the, Amanda said the B team, the, the, yeah. the B team of, uh, Stephen King adaptations. The sixth man. But even in there, there's some good ones. Yeah. We did, uh, we did it chapter two. In January, in December, we'll be doing the 1990 It miniseries. And in the, and in the middle, uh, February, is a Silver Bullet. And then after that, the rest of them are going to be kind of random, uh, getting us through the end of the year. But we'll be doing, like, uh, The Dark Half and um, Children of the Corn mm-hmm. and stuff like Christine, stuff like sure. that. You guys get all that stuff on patreon.com slash the Penske file. That's it. It's the way that Voyager is happening. Voyager was not going to be a whole full-fledged adventure, but now it is because you guys are generous enough to support the show, and we like that. It also shows that you like the show if you want to support it. It's the best way to show us that you like the show. So that's it, Star Trek Voyager. We're starting next episode with Caretaker, and then we're doing one episode a week as we run Picard concurrently on Patreon. So that's it. We'll see you guys in the far-off distance of the Milky Way galaxy. I felt very insecure about whether or not all that terminology was right, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to assume they're still in the Milky Way galaxy. I'm no, sure. astro- I'm no astronomer. I just, I just, I'm more of an astrologer, if you, if you would uh, believe that. I think there's more to be said in, the, in the, the cards of the tarot than there are in the stars of space. That's it. Thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing I know about you, is that you do not believe that. <laughs> thanks everybody for listening i'm excited for star trek voyager we'll see how long the enthusiasm lasts but i promise you i will give you my all for as long as i possibly can just like the warp engines of voyager so we will see you next week with caretaker see ya